Welcome back to the Ambitious Adventures podcast show. Brennan T. Adams here. I got Greg Roulette. My voice is kind of shit right now. I did too many podcast you sound shows. awesome. <laughs> yeah, too many <laughs> podcast shows in a row. But uh, today we want to talk about our experience in L.A. Dude, we had fun, man. LA, um, LA is going to be hard to top, you know, like I, I know we said we had a great time at Des Moines and we did, I don't want to take anything away from that or where we're going, but dude, LA, LA is where the stars live and we got to experience seeing the stars, meeting the stars, playing with the stars, <laughs> wine and dining with the stars. And we had some incredible tour guides. And that's what I love about this travel show is that we get to see the city like nobody else, you oh, know, like man. when you know, like when we were in Des Moines, like you showed me places in the city that most people would never see. And in Hollywood, I mean, when we went up to see the Hollywood sign, like there's not many people that get that view. Of the that Hollywood was a sign. baller view. And the picture we got to take, I mean, we look like we're on top of the world. But not only that is when Carlo, when he took us on top of the observatory, is it observatory? Is that where we went? Yeah, the observatory. And we went at the like perfect timing for like sunset and the sky was just like we went any other time of day, like it would not have been as cool as it was. And then by surprise, we ended up on the rooftop of the Roosevelt, um, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the kind of intro and Jack Canfield and Nick and all that stuff. I mean, again, when you see the city through the people who are doing things in the city, you know, that's, what's giving us, I think an incredible experience because we're not just going to the taco stand or the barbecue joint or, you know, where you typically would go on a travel show, you know, me and you were getting to go places that, you know, we got to, I mean, we went to like Lewis house's private and we basketball. Got to, we court. got to play basketball. Yeah. Like we got our butts kicked. I mean, he beat us right away, but was, <laughs> he smashed us, man. It was, it was terrible. It was fun though. And then it was cool to see on his rooftop, but what did you, I, I'm, I'm curious. I didn't have to ask you this yet. What is your favorite part? Like, what did you learn from Lewis Howes? Because I thought that was a great interview, how he talked about standing out in the crowd and being different. What did you take away from Lewis's interview? I think it's his commitment to quality. And, you know, just talking about his podcast, like he won't have someone on his podcast who's been through the ringer. So basically me and you can't be on his podcast. Yeah, so I know. we put on everyone's show. But, um, but, but I really liked when he, when he said that because there are so many – copycats out there and i think that's a great way to start for a lot of people is you see someone maybe you see us doing our show and you want to do a show like us like that's what you see so that's what you copy and mimic and that's something i learned from tony robbins a long time ago is this concept of modeling and so like when i first got started i wanted to be like master p what did master p do he recorded his own albums he produced his own albums he went out and did his own shows and that's that's the model i followed but what lewis is doing is is he's seeing the model that's out there that everyone's doing but he really finds his own lane. Like when we were there, like meatloaf had just left. I know. <laughs> because and a lot of our audience probably too, too young for meatloaf, but just to go to the YouTubes and look for meatloaf. And he's at the song, like I will do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> and it's just, but I mean, You're that was, that was my singer. best rendition of meatloaf such ever. Such a good one, Greg. Uh, I'm an entertainer. I, you know, that's what I do. And, um, but like meatloaf, like there's no other podcaster on the planet that's got meatloaf on their show. And, you know, meatloaf is a guy who in the sixties and seventies, I think, you know, Lewis was telling us he sold more albums than anyone except the Beatles. Like it's in, it's insane. And I think that's what separates Lewis from the rest of the pack is that, you know, even his event, which is I think happening right now as we're like recording yeah. this, it's like this week, but like at his event, it's not a seminar, you know, in the morning, he's got like yoga retreats and CrossFit stuff going on at night. He's got like world-class DJs and He's throwing he's house different. parties and he's doing something he's, unique and it's in Columbus. And so the one thing I got out of him is he wants to be different. And you know, I, we we're talking about his website and he wants to redo his website 
And he basically said, I mean, he's going to go to, was it Iceland? Iceland. Iceland to do a photo shoot because who goes to Iceland and has their theme on their website based off of Iceland? <laughs> I mean, he's different. Like no one. No yeah. one does. And then the other cool thing I liked, and this is a good one for podcasters. One thing he does to be able to get people on their show, big names like Meatloaf and them, is he finds the right timing, people that need promotion, and he has them come on. Then he'll basically promote to his audience nonstop whatever they're offering, whether it's a book or like Meatloaf coming out with an album. And, I mean, that's a good uh, lesson to be learned for other podcasts. If you want to get a big name, time it right. They got a book coming out. Yeah. Do they have this? What is it they have that you can help them promote? Yeah, well, I mean, even just how we we got to interview Lewis was timing was right for us to buy some tickets to his event. Yeah, you know, and and so we did him a solid when he, you know, he was like, dude, if you guys want to do this interview, do something cool for me, and we bought a bunch of tickets to his event. So, you know, but again, knowing the motivation behind why someone would even want to be on your show or whatever is is really important. What I want to ask you about because this is a guy you were really excited to interview, and I'm glad I got to know him was uh, was Jake Paul. <laughs> so. I mean, legit, his house is like the real world from MTV, but for like 18 to 22 year old uh, vloggers, I guess that's a terrible term, but that's the best one I got. What, um, what either a surprised you about him or what did you kind of learn that day kind of being around a 19 year old who is really taking over the world? Well, first off, randomly, I never knew that you could have that many fan letters as walls were covered with fan letters and people loved them. And that was really unique to me. The one thing he said that I never really thought of, that he has so many people look up to him. And one of the fan letters was somebody that said, one of your videos made me laugh and saved my life. So like that. And that's a pressure because I remember asking him, like, how does it feel to be 19 and have all this pressure? I mean, he has to continue to keep doing this because he has a lot of uh, weight on his shoulders. But for him personally, what I thought about, I mean, the guy's smart. And, you know, you and I got to see the side of Jake that not like his 12 million followers don't know. We got to no, see they don't this. see that at all. He's, he's a really smart businessman at 19 years old, and he's doing very big things. Uh, and he's building a following. He's, he's attracting talent, but they're creating videos. But also, they're allowing to take on the big companies through promotion. I mean, if they can grow their following to whatever it is they may be, they have power with social media. So I don't know. I, I learned a few things from him. But uh, I saw the power of video of what he could do. And the one thing that blew my mind is we created a viral video. And, like, we just said, oh, let's create one. He gave the five tips. And then we literally created one, threw bananas in there, and you had the weirdest look on your face that I've ever seen. <laughs> but we created that video. And he's probably going to put it out. But, like, he just came up with that just on the cuff. Like, hey, let's do it. And that's what we did. So, I don't. Yeah. What do you think of him? What the every just who he was as a person and thoughts? Yeah. So that well, the cool thing again, like you said, he's a smart dude. Like so, we uh, in the episode you'll see him break down his five steps to creating a shareable video. We're not going to call it a viral video because there's no guarantees there, but a shareable video. Uh, and then we actually created one on the fly. And I think the biggest thing that I learned from that was a don't take yourself too seriously. I think you have to. Something I'm constantly reminded of, and from everybody we talk to, is that. Yeah, we're in the information business, we're in the advice-giving business, we're in the helping and adding value business, but we're really in the entertainment business. And if you can make people laugh, if you can make them smile, if you can tell a great story, uh, you'll have much more impact in the long term than just 
here's how to be, here's how to run a crowdfunding campaign. Here's how to build an info product on my end. You know, being able to tell a story, being able to tell a joke, being able to be personable, not taking yourself too seriously, all that's important. And then the second lesson I learned to go along with that is sometimes you just don't have to overthink things. You just have to turn the camera on. Like legit, we made up that video in like 10 seconds. Like, so to frame, to frame that, and again, I can't wait to show it in the episode. Um, but I mean the video, I mean, it's not rocket science. No, (laughs) I mean, it's actually, I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Six Um, bananas got ruined in the process. Six bananas got ruined in the process and it it was a little utterly ridiculous, but we didn't overthink it. We kind of just did it. We were able to laugh at ourselves. We were able to kind of have some fun. We were able to, to joke. We had the cameras on and guess what? It's a video that, you know, I hope is seen by tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. And if it isn't, guess what? It took four minutes to create. And now we're on to the next one. And I think we overthink things as content creators. We're like, well, it's got to be awesome. It's got to be great. I mean, even testament to, to me and you doing this podcast, like you got no voice today. I'm driving in the car, <laughs> but we're just, we're not overthinking we're it. it. On. We're just, yeah, we turned it on and we just, we talk about the things that we like talking about. And you know, in there, a couple, two more things. I, I learned a lot now that I think about this from Jake Paul, but one <laughs> of them was his video that he, he said it's going viral and it did and 135 million people saw it, which is insane to me. But the video was basically six second clips. So they were constantly keeping people's attention through different things. So you got to keep people's attention because our attention deficit disorder, I mean, it's hard to get our attention anymore with marketing and everything else. So that was cool. But the other thing, his book, is it is it you got to want it? How bad do you want it? Yeah, you got to want it. Yeah, you got to want it. And I mean, he's it's just like going to be a star in Hollywood. So many people go to be a star. How many of them actually make it? A lot of them, they go bartend or they'll go and they say, I'm trying to get there. He, it's how it's like, you got to want it. He went there and he just did whatever it took and he made it. And I think anybody that wants to be a star or even be good at business, like you just got to want it. There is no other option. Success is your only option. And I love that he, he stated that. And uh, again, I mean, just a smart kid and it's cool to see at 19 years old because I know at 19 I think I was in jail at 19 a couple times but uh I haven't told you that story Greg but uh <laughs> anyways uh, another episode yeah. another episode well hey any other thoughts you got Greg yeah well I think uh you said you gotta want it but the other thing is you gotta rest and relax what is up everybody Greg cut out there but I'm gonna finish this with the voice that I do have and where he was going into is rest, relax. We both, after filming and nonstop going, I took a couple days off. Greg took a couple days off. Went to the beach. I was in Malibu Beach myself. Greg went there. Had some fun. I went to a Luke Bryan concert. Then I stayed downtown a couple days at LA Live. Had fun. And after about three days, I was ready to go a little crazy because I was ready to get back at it. But I think the one lesson we learned is You need to take time for yourself. You need to have rest and regroup so you can go back at it again with a fresh start and fresh memory. And that's that's for anything in life, for this TV show, for you in business, work, whatever. So uh, that's it for today's show. We're ready next week. We're going to be talking about lacrosse and everything going to be happening there. That is going to be fun. A lot more cool updates to come. And you'll get to hear more about everything that we do with our adventures here on Ambitious Adventures. Until next time, we'll see you all later.
Thank <laughs> you.